Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. After extensive surveys and much study and thought, the Boy Scouts of America is proposing, proposing rather a compromise. They're prepared to allow gay young men to join the organization while continuing to bar gay leaders. The BSA is preparing to vote on that proposal later in the month. And the plan has received the backing of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is the top sponsoring organization uh, in Boy Scouts. Today on the program, we're going to ask you what you think. Is this a good compromise? Should BSA keep its current policy in place? Should they lift their ban on gay leaders? What about the previous proposal to allow local charter organizations to decide what to do? In the second half of the program, we have assembled a, a panel of uh, scouters and uh, and uh, a scout mom. We'll be talking with Kelton Wells and Jake Howard. They're USU students and Eagle Scouts, and Dory Burt, who's a scout mom. In the first half here, we're going to be talking with Paul Merrill, president of the Sutherland Institute. And, Mr. Merrill, welcome to the program. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming on. You bet. Kendall Wilcox is a, a gay LDS uh, filmmaker. He's a co-founder, I believe, of Mormons Building Bridges. Uh, Kendall Wilcox, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time to, to be with us. Uh, I wonder if we could start uh, just looking at scouting in general, maybe start with uh, Kendall Wilcox, uh, the, the value uh, of scouting as you see it. Uh, well, I, I myself uh, am an Eagle Scout, uh, so went through the entire scouting program uh, in my youth, and um, definitely credit my experience in the scouting program as having instilled in me uh, a, you know, a number of uh, characteristics and virtues that I, I today continue to find invaluable uh, in living as a good citizen, as a participant in my church, and uh, just contributing to society around me. Um, so yeah, the benefits of scouting, um, as m- most people that participate in it will, will attest, uh, is invaluable. Paul Murrow, the value of scouting to you. No, I think Kendall pretty much summed it up. Uh, I, I think that, uh, for, for young men, uh, especially young men, uh, you know, they need, uh, they need, uh, discipline. They need some sense of order in their lives, uh, you know, us guys can get pretty crazy, and uh, and there's a there's a sense of uh, of uh, futurity that that things matter, uh, that our actions count, and I and I think all of those things uh, uh, certainly help young men. I'm sure that was what was envisioned over a hundred years ago. Kendall Wilcox, uh, this latest proposal that has received the backing of the LDS Church uh, is going to be voted on. Uh, what do you think about this latest? Uh, it appears to be a compromise. Yeah, it's definitely a compromise from the previous proposal. Um, and in in very simple terms, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of it. And I know um, um, the majority of members of Mormon Building Bridges are uh, pleased uh, with the proposal and are pleased with the uh, the backing of of the Mormon Church of the proposal um, that uh, it acknowledges uh, a that that there are youth out there today that are recognizing that their experience of sexuality or sexual orientation is is uh, that they are gay and and b that then they are able to continue to participate and, and reap the benefits of scouting and without any fear of, of uh, being expelled. So it's, it's a good thing, and it's a step in the right direction. Even though this policy would uh, formally exclude gay leaders, and uh, that would seem to be a step back from the previous proposal, which would allow uh, individual chartering organizations to make a decision. Exactly, yeah. Uh, we, we were we were more shall we say more in favor of the previous proposal that was on the table that uh, would have left it like you said up, left it up to local chartering organizations to make their decisions um, on issues of uh, membership standards and sexual orientation uh, because in our perspective then coming from the, the Mormon uh, context uh, the LDS Church's position uh, sort of membership standards uh, in regards to uh, LGBT people. Would be that they be included as long as they um, abide by the behavioral standards, and so this this would have allowed these local um, chartered troops to include both gay leaders and gay scouts, which 
anecdotally, um, it's been happening for years, and I, I assume will continue to happen, that there will be um, open, open even, and even avowed, as, as the wording goes, uh, gay scout leaders in Mormon troops, um, because um, local bishops, uh, ecclesiastical leaders, are uh, are calling these ward members to 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 these callings, uh, knowing full well that these individuals um, are gay. Uh, Paul Morrow, what uh, what do you think of the, this latest uh, compromise proposal? Um, yeah, I, I, again, I think uh, Kendall describes it uh, describes it well. Uh, I think there is a I think there is a problem in the policy uh, when you allow. Uh, uh, kids who are are uh, I don't know what the right term would be uh, struggling with homosexuality and their their identity uh, into scouting. I think that's a good thing. For instance, I'd rather I'd rather have a young man struggling with homosexuality be at a Boy Scout meeting than down at the Utah Pride Center. Frankly, so I think that's a that's a good thing. Uh, but when it's when all of this is couched in terms of sexual orientation, the policy actually becomes, and you can read this in the scouting uh, proposal, that it's kind of don't ask, don't tell. Uh, there's no room for uh, instance for this, uh, for this struggling youth to openly talk about his sexuality. Uh, there's certainly no room in this proposed policy as stated to talk about the politics of gay rights or anything. Um, that that might have something to do, and I don't know this, but it might have something to do with why the why the adult leaders, the adult gay leaders, aren't allowed in. Because I think when you're an adult, you realize I don't know how how do you separate the orientation from the behavior, and uh, or or how do you just not talk about it for heaven's sakes. Uh, uh, I think that, that if you're a gay adult, that's your that's that's your identity, and uh, and you're going to be out and proud, as it were, and want to talk about it. So I I I think the kind of this don't ask, don't tell policy is why even the church is smiling initially favorably on it. I, I think it's a step too far to say that the LDS Church supports this new proposal. I mean, it came out and it said there are components of it that it really likes. It appreciates the uh, dialogue process that the BSA is going through. But that's all it said. And, you know, I mean, I've talked to a lot of LDS leaders about this. And right now that's all it said. Frankly, uh, uh, the LDS Church doesn't want to be seen as the organization that kills scouting. So it's going to go way out of its way to make sure that it, that it plays ball as long as it can. And frankly, on a don't ask, don't tell policy, the church, the church can play ball into perpetuity. Uh, and I think the word they used is, is satisfied. They're, they're satisfied that the scouts uh, studied this carefully and then came up with this, this compromise. By the way, we're talking about uh, a new proposed policy from the Boy Scouts of America, which would allow uh, gay young men in, in the ranks of scouting but would uh, continue to disallow um, gay leaders. Kendall Wilcox, founder of Mormons Building Bridges, is with us. Paul Merrill, president of Southern Institute. Later in the program, we're talking with Eagle Scouts and USU students, Kelton Wells and Jake Howard, and Scout Mom Dory Burt. You're welcome to weigh in on this issue at 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495. You can join us at upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. And you can find uh, Utah Public Radio comment there at Facebook and on Twitter, Utah Public Radio. Uh, Paul Merrow, I, I wonder just uh, more broadly, what do you think the policy should be? Should should gay scout leaders be allowed? Um, you know, I, everybody has their opinion, and I'll, I'll share mine, but I do want to preface it by saying that... Uh, you know, I'm not affiliated with scouting. Uh, Sutherland Institute is a public policy organization. BSA is a private organization. The United States Supreme Court in 2000 ruled already that BSA can set its own policies. It can exclude whoever it wants to, or it can include whoever it wants to. 
So, you know, BSA is a private organization. Whatever they decide is their, is their decision. Uh, I, I think what, what will happen is if this policy is adopted and then maybe even extended, uh, because I think it's incremental in, in the sense that the adult leaders at some point are going to be allowed in. I, I don't know how you justify uh, keeping them out under the terms that the BSA proposed policy is set. But I think you're going to see that uh, a lot of supporters of scouting, especially here in Utah, will be disaffected. They will, they will, uh, they will lose uh, the enthusiasm that they once had for it uh, because they believe that uh, terms like clean and morally straight actually mean something. So uh, I, I think that's what's going to happen. But again, it's their decision. It's their private organization. And uh, Kendall Wilcox, this you say you're you're okay with this, and a lot of people in Mormons building bridges are okay with this. I assume that the feeling is that this is a step toward what you what you would really like, which is allowing gay scout leaders. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, uh, I, I agree with with Paul's assessment of where this potentially is headed. And that's why we say that this is at least a step in the right direction to allow the youth. Um, uh, and once, I, I suppose, people, in a sense, get used to that experience, they'll be better acclimated to then understand that, that uh, there will be no harm to the core values of scouting to then also allow um, LGBT leaders. Uh, where, where I would uh, humbly dis- disagree with with Paul uh, is on the the ramifications of of that you know possibly inevitable change in in the leadership policy um, as we've seen in other uh, venues and other um, um, areas of society where LGBT people have been included and there was uh, a concern that that in some way would sort of destroy that institutions of society. Our uh, people would become disaffected. The, the opposite has happened, uh, or at least nothing has happened. That people have just re- realized that oh, gay people <clears throat> are just like us. This, there really isn't much of a difference here, uh, and on we go. You know, we we proceed with our lives. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't foresee a great disaffection uh, coming. Uh, Paul Murrow, uh, I wonder if we could uh, maybe explore a little further. Um where the harm would be to it what do you think you say you're not affiliated with scouting of course but do you think there would be harm uh to the values of the organization if gay scout leaders were allowed well if if i can get my brain inside uh, uh bsa for a second i i guess that the debate and frankly somebody thinks there's going to be harm because there wouldn't be a, a contentious debate as there is there'd be unanimity and Pretty much, who cares? But uh, uh, like I said, I think I think there is concern uh, from from uh, BSA officials who have a hard time separating the idea that you can that, that you're oriented a certain way from actual behavior. Uh, I think they do have uh, uh, philosophical concerns. Again, that deflates the the enthusiasm uh, for the scouting program. Uh, again, surrounding morally straight and what it means to be clean, and that again goes back to the inability for many of us to to separate uh, a thought, a feeling, an attraction with actual behavior. I think I think on the part of the youth, and I want to be very careful how I say this. Um, and yet I, I'm not sure I can be, so because I'm just a candid kind of a person. Uh, but I, but I, I think it's I think it's somewhat harmful to uh, youth, say a 10 year old or a 12 year old, to have the uh, uh, authority organization affirm some sense of permanency to this child sexuality at such an early age so when they say you're oriented this way all of a sudden you have a 12 year old who thinks wow uh gosh this is who i am 
and uh, I'll never have a wife, and we'll never have biological children. I won't have a family like my parents had me. Uh, and and even if that's okay for that child, uh, at any point in their in his life, it still is pretty astounding that adult leaders would would suggest at such an early age that all sorts of life's experiences are ruled out. And I, I think that's actually inappropriate uh, uh, to do to a child. Uh, your response, Kendall Wilcox. Well, I, I, I would agree uh, but, uh, with, with Paul that, that um, for any adult to assert to, to uh, somebody of, of that young age the exact meaning and ramifications of, of this identity um, w- w- is, is a mistake, but that's, that's a separate issue. That's a separate problem that we definitely should address in our, our society, um, where the focus needs to be, uh, A, in scouting. Nothing in this proposal um, sort of indicates that there should be extensive conversations about sexuality. So that's, that's definitely not part of the proposal. The proposal is only to make room for individuals who, during their natural process of sexual maturation, and they're reading the cues and signals from their society around them, and they're making meaning out of them, and, and, and possibly saying maybe what this means about the experience I'm having inside of my body is that I am... I am gay, um, that, that that just be allowed to take place naturally and organically uh, within a youth, and, and that if they, if they do express out loud that they, they think that they are gay, that they not be uh, expelled from scouting. That, that's all that the, the proposal is, is asking for. But then, again, that's a, an entirely separate issue as to how adults, why, either in scouting or anywhere in society around that youth, how they respond to that process that the, that the youth is going through, and that we, frankly, that, that's a separate conversation that calls on us and behooves us to improve the way we discuss and dialogue about questions and processes around sexual maturation and, and, and understanding orientation. Um, that I, I agree, we can, we can definitely improve how we go about doing that, so it, it results in a much healthier long-term life experience for that youth. May I respond to that for a second? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I just I want to respectfully disagree. I think it's not a separate issue. I think it's precisely one of the central issues of this new BSA proposal. And I really would advise everybody to read the proposal, not what we hope everything means down the road, but what this proposal is proposing. And all it says is, on the one hand, it's recognizing homosexuality as a sexual orientation for youth. It's recognizing that. And so that conversation is explicit. What, what is then not allowed is any further conversation. So if you read the proposal, it says, you know, yep, there are gay youth. You say you're a gay youth. Come on in. But now you can't talk about it. Now you can't have anybody talk about it within scouting. And so it actually does give the imprimatur of approbation and approval to the youth who, who self-identifies as gay. And then it, it, explicitly, it explicitly says that you can't talk about this at all. Nobody. No leader, no youth. Go, go ahead, Mr. Wilcox. I, well, I would... Um... Again, respectfully disagree. I, I, uh, I've read it several times. Um, I'm, I'm sure you have too, Paul. I, I would I would ask you to maybe highlight exactly which 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 uh, paragraph, which term part that says you see as, as explicitly there's prohibiting that there's somebody no... acknowledging their sexuality openly. I'll tell you. Read the proposal, and again, I don't have it right in front of me, but read the proposal, and and it says that scouting has no agenda on this issue. And I'm, I'm that everybody, that okay, right read, read that for me if you have it in front of you. It says, whereas the Boy Scouts of America does not have an agenda on the matter of sexual orientation and resolving this complex issue is not the role of the organization, nor may any member use scouting to promote or advance any social or political position or agenda. Right. 
So there is not going to be allowed any conversations about this. The, the young boy is invited in on the pretense of being gay, and then all of a sudden he gets zero support from anybody because you're not allowed to politicize scouting or sexualize scouting based on that statement. Let's uh, let's move on to a, another uh, subtopic uh, here. Uh, by the way, if you've just joined us, we're talking obviously about <clears throat> a uh, proposed compromise from the Boy Scouts of America. This will be voted on soon. Uh, they're prepared to allow gay young men to join while continuing to bar gay leaders. We're talking with Kendall Wilcox uh, with the Mormons Building Bridges and Paul Merrill, president of Southern Institute. In the next half of the program coming up soon, we'll have a couple of gay, uh, uh, Eagle Scouts, Kelton Wells and uh, Jake Howard, and Dory Burt, who is a scout mom. You're welcome to join us uh, at upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. And our phone number is 1 800 826 and a gentleman, uh, here's Brent in Enoch. Here's his comment. He says, I'm an Eagle Scout and just recently stepped away from four years as a Cub Master for the Cub Scouts. I'm curious as how far the BSA will be willing to go with their policy changes, which seem to be made at the whim of public opinion. So it looks like allowing gay scouts is now okay. What about bisexual youth, transgender youth, cross-dressers? Public opinion continues to be swayed toward the acceptance of gay behavior, but that doesn't make it uh, the behavior right. Will it now be okay to be sexually active in youth and still follow the tenets of BSA? I absolutely will not support an organization that encourages this kind of behavior. We get a response to to some of those points that uh, Brent Niedek made uh, first uh, from uh, Kendall Wilcox. Uh, Well, he he himself um, sort of delineates a difference uh, between uh, sexual orientation and behavior. Uh, where he's saying he won't support an organization that allows for that that behavior, and and um, again, that is what the the policy, the current policy proposal, uh, makes clear that there is a distinction between sexual orientation and behavior, and that the Boy Scouts does uh, assert, uh, um, you know, its desire to maintain a behavioral uh, uh, restrictions, um, and so. Uh, yeah, beyond that, uh, I, I don't think I have any other comment about his, his other uh, ideas. I mean, um, BSA is responding, uh, as he categorizes it, to, to, to social pressure um, that obviously somebody in my position doesn't necessarily see that as a bad thing, knowing of uh, you know countless instances where uh, LGBT individuals have been marginalized from different institutions in society uh, simply simply for the fact of, of being gay um, or LGBT and this this is one measure that's simply seeking to rectify that situation and and then move on move forward with all of our lives and so that everybody can uh, everybody that wants to uh, and agrees to abide by the standards uh, will can participate in scouting. Paul Merrill, your, your response to uh, Brent's comments. Uh, I think it. I think it shows the kind of uh, uh, contentiousness that exists, you know, within scouting. Again, I'm not a scouter. I was with Kendall uh, yesterday, uh, along with the Salt Lake Tribune, and I mentioned then that that I'm quite sure that come January second, two thousand fourteen, the day after this proposal is is in place if it gets voted on affirmatively uh, this month. Um, I'm sure the ACLU or some other uh, gay rights supporting legal organization will file a lawsuit about the inequity between letting the youth in but not the adults in. Um, uh, the, the The common thread through gay rights is public approbation. Uh, that's why that's why it's so easy for so many uh, advocates of gay rights to to endorse this partial policy because they'll always endorse anything that is that is uh, an approbation, uh, an approval. So they'll take what they can get, knowing that they want complete approval and complete approval within Boy Scouts of America or the LDS Church or anywhere is that homosexuality is seen universally as natural, normal, and healthy, that it's just another flavor of ice cream in the uh, sexual Baskin-Robbins of life. 
Um, Kendall Wilcox, is is you agree with that? Is that, uh, that where this is going to end up? Uh, well, uh, I, I I think yes that um, after the, this proposal is passed, which which I'm obviously hoping that it is passed, and and I do think it probably uh, will pass based on the church's endorsement of the proposal and the the church's majority sort of shareholding in the, the um, uh, chartered organizations and the sway that it has. Uh, yeah, I do believe that that the next step will be to continue the conversation uh, to further allow for uh, LGBT uh, leaders to participate uh, in the organization. Um, yeah, so I do think that is that is the next step, and I think it's it's a good step, of course. Let's uh, end this part of the conversation with our next caller. Uh, we do have a, a panel, a couple of Eagle Scouts and a Scout mom coming on in the second half right now. Paul Merrill, Southern Institute, and Kendall Wilcox, uh, Mormons Building Bridges. We have uh, Mark calling us from his car on the way to San Diego, did you say, Mark? Hello? Uh, yes, Mark, go ahead with your question or comment. Uh just a couple things about the leaders. I, it's, it just jumps out at me that banning gay leaders is akin to banning male basketball coaches for girl teams. And another point on that is when you look at openly gay men, leaders, that type of person, it could be argued that those individuals are more self-realized than many non-gay people who are leading our young scouts as well. So I just wanted to touch on that, and I appreciate that you're uh, talking about this today. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate your uh, your comments. Um, and we are reaching the end of uh, this part of the, the program. Uh, maybe just get some final thoughts, uh, first of all, from uh, Paul Merrill. Uh, thanks, Tom, for having me on, and thanks to Kendall, too. He's always uh, so uh, kind and respectful. Um, I, I again, I think uh, BSA is uh, is opening uh, Pandora's box. Uh, if if not not to overuse this uh, cliche, but if you do let the nose of the camel in the tent, uh, the rest of the camel is going to follow, especially in today's litigious society. Uh, the the goal is complete universal public approbation of homosexuality. And and the legal uh, beagles will will snoop this one out until that is accomplished, and and I think BSA needs to recognize that. Some final thoughts from Kendall Wilcox. Uh, just that, uh, as I've said from the beginning, that uh, I myself and Mormons Building Bridges and many the many participants there see this as as a step in the right direction um, to allow LGBT youth to participate and. And then again, yeah. Once once this proposal passes, then the conversation will continue uh, about uh, how to include LGBT adults, acknowledging that that's in some senses a far more complex question because there's there's further questions of, of private or personal behavior and how that in, uh, impacts their ability or their qualifications to be leaders. Uh, so so we definitely acknowledge that um, and that that. But all of this conversation is a good thing, that we should be having these conversations uh, to raise awareness and, and understanding to dispel myths and misconceptions about the realities of what it's like to have, to have an experience of sexuality other than uh, the typical heterosexual experience. So, uh, Our thanks to... Uh... Uh, two gentlemen for the, who joined us for the first half of the program. Kendall Wilcox uh, with Mormons Building Bridges. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Paul Merrill, president of the Sutherland Institute. Thank you so much. Great to be on with you. Thank you. Coming up after a brief break, we're going to continue this discussion. By the way, uh, what should Boy Scouts of America do? They're proposing a compromise. They're prepared to allow uh, gay young men to join while continuing to bar gay leaders. We're asking you what you think. Is this a good compromise? Uh, should the BSA keep the current policy in place? Should they lift their ban on gay leaders in the second half of the program? We'll have uh, some uh, people involved in scouting. Kelton Wells and Jake Howard, Eagle Scouts and uh, current USU students. And Dory Burt is a scout mom. Join us following the break, and you can certainly join this conversation at 1-800-826-1495 or at upraxis at gmail.com.
Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and Miller's North Utah Glass, located on 553 North Main in Logan, providing glass products and services for residential, commercial, and automotive needs. Information at millersglass.net. Henry David Thoreau is a great American icon, but he wasn't the model environmentalist he's often made out to be, and his account of living at Walden Pond is partly fictional. He spent nine years writing and revising it. I'm Jim Fleming. Next time on To the Best of Our Knowledge, Thoreau's legacy and why he still inspires us. It's To the Best of Our Knowledge from PRI, Public Radio International. Sunday mornings at 9 on Utah Public Radio. What was the happiest moment in your life and why? How do you want to be remembered? Has your life been different than what you might have imagined? What are your dreams for me? What questions have you always wanted to ask? I'm Dave Isay, founder of StoryCorps. Record a conversation with someone you love when our mobile recording booth comes to town. StoryCorps will be in St. George, Utah throughout the month of May. To reserve your spot, visit upr.org. Europe's cultural borders are blending and blurring these days, especially in music. Immigrants from Africa, the Middle East, and Asia have brought new musical influences. And today's sophisticated recording techniques are creating hip global sounds heard in clubs from Paris and Madrid to Frankfurt and Milan. I'm Rosalie Howard. Join me for Eurogroove, the next Putumayo World Music Hour. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm uh, Tom Williams, and we are talking about a proposed uh, policy from the Boy Scouts of America. Um, They previously had proposed to allow local charter organizations to decide what to do with gay scouts and gay leaders. Now, after a lot of study and surveys flying back and forth, and you may have uh, been involved and taken one of these surveys, uh, they are. They have a new proposal out. What they're proposing is seems to be a compromise. They're prepared to allow gay young men to join and be in scouting, but they'll continue to bar gay leaders. They're voting on this proposal later in the month. The uh, plan has received uh, some support from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which, by the way, is the top sponsoring organization in uh, in scouting. And we're asking you what you think. Is this a good compromise? Should the Boy Scouts keep its current policy in place? Should they lift their ban on gay leaders? What about that previous proposal to allow local charter organizations to decide what to do? Uh, The values of scouting, do they, in your view, uh, support um, gay rights, or uh, do the, does it not? And uh, what has scouting done for you, and how will this change uh, those values? You're welcome to join this conversation at 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495, or you can join us at upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, and I have a comment that I'll share here from Facebook. Let's welcome in our panel a couple of uh, people from a previous panel several months ago when we were talking about that previous proposal. Kelton Wells is a USU uh, student, I I believe in the JCOM department, Journalism Communications. Uh, So uh, welcome back. We had you on the phone before, and now you're in studio. Uh, Dory Burt has a couple of, uh, or did have, I can't remember, a couple of sons in scouting. Right. Two, they're they're out of scouting now, but both... Both achieved Eagle Scout rank. Okay, and you're LDS. We want to, I'm LDS and been very involved as a leader. Uh, and that that fits in here because, uh, of course, the, the the LDS Church has a position on this, and uh, of course, uh, many of the uh, uh, scouting uh, troops in in the state are sponsored by their LDS wards. And we're joined now by uh, Jake Howard, who is a USU student and and gay, mm-hmm. and yes. an Eagle Scout. Absolutely. And what department are you studying in? English and business. Okay. Thank you for coming in. So we'll, we'll ask each of you about your experiences. You're welcome. And I believe we have a uh, caller already uh, lined up, but let's, let's, um, let's start with you, Jake. Um, your experience generally with, with scouting. My experience was really good. My entire family was very actively involved in scouting. Um, and actually, at the age of 15, I was the oldest of all of my brothers to achieve Eagle Scout. So we were very active. I attended lots of uh, 
Boy Scout camps. I was very active. My dad was my scout leader for uh, several years. Um, and it was a really, really good experience. It taught me a lot of things, um, a lot of great tools. Great. Uh, so you had, you, had a, you had an excellent experience. Uh, I assume you came out in your 20s, maybe? I'm 19. You're 19, so so <laughs> so I came out. I came out around 16. Okay, uh, while you were still in scouting? No, I had at that point, um, like I'd earned my eagle, and there really wasn't very much else to do. I had gotten a couple palms, but I kind of just like I wasn't very involved in scouting after after my eagle. I just got busy with school, um, and then I just kind of my my participation just kind of petered out. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sure you. You've had some thoughts as the Boy Scouts have been debating this, I guess, under previous policy or current policy as is. If you had to come out a couple of years earlier, there could have been ramifications to your involvement in scouting. Yeah, there could have. Um, so I, I assume you're in favor of uh, the, you know, the, the, uh, the Scouts allowing gay young men. What, what's your position on, uh, on gay leaders? On gay leaders? uh Personally, I think it's a very archaic stance to say that leaders are going to increase molestation or that they're going to have some type of negative impact on on the youth. Because in reality, if you look at a homosexual population, you get cross-sections of every other aspect of the world. You get cross-sections of race, of gender, of age, like being gay doesn't mean that you suddenly fall into this other category and all of a sudden your sexuality is all that defines you. Hmm. There's so much more to a person. And I don't think that they should be discriminated upon and told that you are not allowed to be involved with a very, very good organization. And you can't help uh, youth be able to learn founding principles and to help them direct their life simply because of your sexual orientation. Hmm. Let's um, delay going to um, Kelton Wells and, and Dory Bird, if you're okay with sure. that. We do have a couple of callers I want to get into conversation, and we'll give you uh, plenty of time to, to talk about this. Uh, first, um, we have a, a member, uh, Robert Starling, who was a member of our original panel. Uh, Mr. Starling, welcome back. Are, are you there, Mr. Starling? Uh, looks like we've lost him. Uh, Robert Starling, call back. We'd, we'd love to get your opinion on this latest proposal. We got your opinion on the, on the previous one. Uh, Brian in Wellsville is our next caller. Uh, glad you called, Brian. Looks like we're having some uh, trouble with the, uh, with the, uh, with the phones. Uh, so uh, keep trying. And uh, perhaps in the meantime, uh, Robert and uh, Brian, you could shoot us an email. Get your, get your points across. Uh, let me go to um, uh, Dory Burt. Yes. Your experience has been a good one as a scout mom. It's been great. And uh, maybe talk briefly about what uh, scouting has done for your sons. I think it's given them just exposure to many things that they probably wouldn't have been interested in before. The merit badge catalog, well, once they're Boy Scouts, you know, before that, when they're Cub Scouts, it's awesome. And that's when I got involved as a parent leader. But that's when they get this wonderful sense of achieving something, which is so good. Because as a parent, I, you know, it's a silly saying, but nothing breeds success like success. And so at this very young age of eight years old, you have these boys who are getting uh, awards and working for something, finishing them and getting being proud of themselves for it, but also getting public support within their troop, within uh, within their pack at that age from their parents. And they get a good feeling of what it feels like to do something well, to do to learn something new. And and so I think that is a fantastic formulative um, step that uh, or formulative thing that, that the Cub Scouts provide for boys. And then as Boy Scouts, one of the great things is they, they get to, my boys were leaders as at different times, as most Boy Scouts are. And they plan things and they realize that, you know, if you go camping and you've forgotten something, well, there are some pretty miserable consequences. You don't die, but you know, it's pretty miserable to be without something. And so you learn from that and you become better and better each time. And with merit badges, you learn things that you would otherwise never be exposed to. And that's wonderful. That helps just breed well-rounded individuals as well as I imagine it probably sets some of our some of our boys on their um, professional paths for the rest of their life. So it's 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 a wonderful thing and the Eagle Scout process was fantastic and so it's a it's a wonderful organization. 
What do you think about the current proposal? This seems to be a, a compromise, allow gay yeah. scouts, but disallow gay leaders. Well, you know, you couldn't. I couldn't say I'm unhappy about it because I think it's wonderful that um, I would hear stories about boys who had worked so hard and were about to get their eagle and weren't able to do that. So that is just that was that's just vile. And so I'm happy that that's not going to happen anymore. I think that the policy or the the um, the stance that we're that the Boy Scouts is not going to accept openly gay leaders is very I think a couple of things. I'll approach it from from my Mormon perspective. Um, it goes against actually like my church handbook that says these members may receive church callings if they are worthy and qualified in every other way. They must also hold temple. I mean, they may also hold temple recommends and receive temple ordinances. So we're saying, yeah, you can do this in the church, but not scouts. So as far as that goes, that's not good. And and it and it's it worries me what the message it sends to to our 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 boy scouts who are gay. You know, you have value, at, but until you're 18, and then once you're 18. Eh, we're a little bit worried about you. No one's saying that, but that is definitely the message that is out there. And why in the world, an organization, you know, companies, they hire their interns because they know the process. Why not have leaders um, who who have been through scouts? And so that part I'm not happy about. We're talking about a new compromise proposal from the Boy Scouts of America. They are proposing this to be voted on later this month uh, to allow gay youths to join, but uh, continue to bar gay leaders. What do you think about this proposal? Uh, should uh, BSA keep its current policy? Uh, should they lift their ban on gay leaders? What about that uh, previous proposal to allow uh, local chartering organizations to decide? We're talking on this part of the program with... Uh, Kelton Wells, who is a USU student, uh, Eagle Scout, Dory Burt, who's a Scout mom, and uh, Jake Howard, uh, who is a USU student and Eagle Scout. Kelton Wells, what what do you think about this current proposal? You know, I think it is a step in the right direction. It's definitely a good step. But like Dory was saying, I feel like it it isn't quite enough. You know, um, it is great for gay youth who are likely in the closet and who are really struggling with their personal identity and you know are we live in a society that perpetuates that you need to you need to achieve some sort of perfection and so by barring gay youth from activity in this organization it just says you know you're not good enough and i'm glad to see that that could potentially end and that it has backing from the lds church one of the biggest backers of scouting in the united states i think that's really great but i think it still perpetuates this false notion that all gay adult men are child molesters just waiting to find their next victim because that frankly isn't the truth. Um, I was reading just yesterday a study out of UC Davis where they looked at um, perceptions of child molesters and pedophiles and how that relates to the actual population of child molesters. And quite frankly, excuse me, Uh, The U.S. population is quite confused about, you know, who child molesters are and who pedophiles are. And this notion that most of them are gay men is absolutely false. And uh, we're going to go to uh, Robert Starling next, and we appreciate you calling back, uh, Robert. Um, We've got the phone line fixed. But but this uh, Facebook post from uh, Marianne Walker-Hubble, uh, relates directly to what you were just saying, Kelton, so I want to get this in right now. By the way, you can comment on our Facebook page, or you can join the conversation at 1-800-826-1495, and email is upraxis at gmail.com. This is what Marianne says. We have adults in our family who have been involved with Boy Scouts for most of their lives and also happen to be gay. They're very out and have uh, self-imposed rules for the safety of all, including them. They don't want to be falsely accused of something, so if they're working on projects with scouts, parents are always required to be there. The boys and families they work with uh, know they're gay and also that uh, they are someone safe to go uh, to when uh, straight scout leaders are uh, touching them inappropriately. I've never heard of a child being molested by his gay leader, but I've known quite a few molested by married men. I say uh, at least allow the local charter organizations to decide what to do. I wonder what your opinion on that is, uh, Jake. Um, when you're reading that, I just have a negative reaction that these 
these gay scout leaders have to go to so many lengths in order to protect themselves from the backlash against uh, against themselves from other scouting people or from uh, the parents of the scouts. So I really think that it, it's, I'm glad that they have managed to establish these, these protections for themselves because it can become a very scary situation when you want to be involved. However, your sexuality causes problems uh, with public perception, especially among the members of your scout troop, uh, the scout troop or the families of them. But I think that it still perpetuates this really negative image of gay men. Um, and I wish I wish so desperately that that could change, um, especially where the rising generation is having so much so many fewer problems with uh, LBG, LGBTQA issues and gay people um, that I think that soon it'll change but i just wish that they didn't have to have these problems now and i believe we have um i heard a busy signal so i hope we still have uh robert starling on uh robert Starling, thanks for being patient uh and we appreciate you joining us again we've we've assembled the full uh, panel that we had a, a few months ago you're uh you remind me mr starling you are a current or at least former scout leader i've been a scout leader for many many years i currently serve uh in uh uh, as a volunteer uh, on the marketing committee for the Great Salt Lake, as well as uh, on a district level. And what's what's your opinion of the, this latest compromise proposal? Well, uh, my first of all, I'm, I'm a Latter-day Saint, and I do support my leaders, and uh, so I uh, do accept the uh, the. Um, position of the church at this time on it. Uh, however, my personal feelings are a little bit different. I, um, I think there's, a, a, there's no real need to change the membership standards, because uh, right now, uh, as has been, uh, uh, I thought, uh, well uh, established by uh, the chief scout executive of Great Salt Lake Council, Rick Barnes, uh, there is no ban on... Uh, homosexuals in scouting at the moment. They're, if you read the uh, the uh, policy, the, it's not, let me speak, please. It is uh, a ban that said that if it, it, there should be no open or avowed homosexuals uh, in, uh, in membership in scouting. So all of the, you know, the, the sad stories about boys not being able to uh, participate in scouting, all of those are really kind of uh, irrelevant because uh, just like just like Jake uh, was able to participate in scouting and get his eagle and all of that, uh, any boy can do that now uh, under the current policy. As a matter of fact, uh, a, a, a homosexual man could even be a scout leader right now if he were not open or avowed. And so what I think is really happening here, it's not uh, that uh, so much... Uh, I think that people don't just... Homosexual people don't want to just participate in scouting. They want to change scouting. They want to force their own agenda onto scouting, and that, I think, is wrong. Let me ask you, Jake, uh, you've, you've had this experience. You were a gay, gay young man, but at the time that you got your eagle, you were not out. What, what's your response to, uh, uh, to what Mr. Starling's saying? My response is that as a child, as a young teenager, my sexual identity was everything. Now, looking back, I can realize that, like, my sexual identity does not comprise the entirety of who I am. But when I was 12 and 13 and 14 and boys were talking about the girls that they liked and they were talking about uh, whether it be their first kiss or whether it be just the really exciting things that that sexuality brought, I felt excluded because I could not participate in that. Sure, I could lie. Sure, I could pretend that I had the same feelings or I could just, like, remove myself from the situation. And that is something that I don't think is healthy for youth, being told that they cannot participate in a dialogue because of their sexuality, because they are the sexual outlier. And the fact is that if you allow them to be themselves, like, frankly, I don't think that many of their friends are going to turn them away because um, because they're out and they're willing to be a vocal proponent that they have the same they should have the same opportunities as their uh straight troop 
companions, basically. Um, and so I really think that they, that, um, sorry, I just, my train of thought kind of petered out. Yeah, yes, uh, Mr. Darling, very briefly, we're running out of time. Yeah, he said, as a child, my uh, sexual identity was everything. You know, I, I really uh, feel a, a sadness for people if if that's the extent of their lives, if, if sexuality is everything to them. When I was 12 or 13, I wasn't talking about girls. I was, uh, uh, you know, talking about softball and football and uh, and scouting stuff and all that sort of thing. And I, I think when people put their whole and he said, you know, if, if, if your sexual identity is everything, then I think there's uh, a, a problem there that needs to be addressed on a, on a different level. Because um, if, if, if a person's sexual activities is, is, is their, their life, if that's everything, then there's a deeper problem there than even gender identity. Kelton, you had a comment. Well, you know, I'm just thinking of when I was a scout in 12 and coming from a straight scout perspective – I agree with what Jake is saying. You know, I remember being at a scout camp one summer and there was a particularly attractive merit badge counselor and we all (laughs) signed up for that merit badge. And it's not that sex was the only thing on our minds. It was that when you get a group of boys together, they want to impress each other. They want to be all included and... To say that a 12-year-old never thinks about an attractive young woman at a place where there are only boys, that, first of all, I don't think that is true. And the second thing I wanted to talk about is I don't understand this notion that we should encourage gay youth or even gay leaders to just lie about who they are. Me, personally, I value honesty far more than I value many other qualities and characteristics about a person. And so I don't think encouraging someone to hide or lie about who they are just so they can feel included, that seems like a crazy notion to me. We just have 30 seconds left. We'll give Dory Burt the last word here. And uh, all of us on the panel and uh, you listening, you can certainly continue this conversation at upraxcess at gmail.com or online at upr.org. 30 seconds, Dory Burt. Um, I just probably would like to say that I think that I'm I'm pleased that we're going in this direction and I hope it in I hope in in future years or a short amount of time that it will include open Boy Scouts will open its door to having gay men leaders because and I'll I'll end with the definition of the Boy Scouts definition of what morally straight is and part of that is you should respect and defend the rights of all people and so if we're going to be morally straight and support Boy Scouts, that's exactly what we should do, and we should defend the rights of all people. And again, if you have uh, comments on uh, any side of this issue, we encourage the discussion to continue at upr.org or upraxcess.gmail.com. We'll get those comments on the air. We've been talking in this part of the program with uh, Jake Howard, Eagle Scout, USU student, uh, Kelton Wells, uh, Eagle Scout, USU student, Dory Burt, uh, a Scout mom, and uh, Scout leader, Robert Starling. Thanks to everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. And uh, thanks for listening today to Access Utah.